Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to uh, this is the finale. Yes. Of Zeno Gears. This One way is, or the other. Uh, this is ending. <laughs> yep. This is uh, wow. What a ride. Uh, we thank you for coming along. I am Bo. I am Don. And we are your hosts of the official Zeno Gears podcast. Uh, Square Enix has paid us a hefty sum to remind you that. 22 years ago, uh, the greatest biblical illusion mecha game ever was released. They haven't paid us a dime. Um, But uh, uh, we do want to mention our sponsor, uh, Ashley Luann K. Once again, she can be found on Instagram. That link will be in the description of this video podcast, um, whichever. It won't be in bootleg, so please pay for your podcasts. And... uh, But again, she... uh, Excellent resource. Again, my wife is a nurse of five years. She looks at her Instagram fantastic resource please check her out and uh speaking of checking out um let's let's check out the end of an extremely emotional uh uh thing and uh don are are we in for a happy ending i, I guess that depends i i i, I thought it was i thought it was an okay ending <laughs> let's <laughs> i thought it was okay let's find out anyway uh yeah so let's just go ahead and recap so a lot of things happened really 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 fast mm-hmm. like a bunch of people turned into mutants because of Saiten. Uh, Emperor Kane was murdered by the deep state. Yes. Um, the the deep state finally got what it wanted, people. And uh, I find it disgusting that Ramses uh, did the bidding of the deep state and uh, pandering at its worst. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, he uh, wore a mask while he did it too. No, that was Kane who wore the mask. He was a deep state. He was the okay. Lib- I thought Gazelle no. Ministry would be the perfect illustration for the deep state. Well, the thing is, Kane was the guy gumming up the works of the good Christians who <laughs> wanted to resurrect God. He cared about humans. <laughs> Emperor Kane is the it, Emperor Kane is like he, he's FBI agent K, uh, James Comey. Is there a uh, is there a um, allegorical symbol for uh, Abel in this game? I can't uh, remember. Hey, I mean, he was Abel. <laughs> <laughs> able to whoop some butt, I tell you what. Um, but yeah, uh, Emperor Kane, he was uh, getting too liberal, so he had to be killed. And then immediately <laughs> they set off the Geisha Key, which turned everyone, to mu- everyone in, into mutants. Oh, nearly everyone. Nearly everyone. Um, they're still humans. Um, but then God, uh, you know, you defeat God. You defeat God's old body. Then you fight. A portion of God's yeah. old body, correct? Yeah. And then Ellie turns into Miang. Gets absorbed into the new body. Yep. And then Faye finds out that his mom was also Miang. Also, Ram just knew her. Um, <laughs> and he, and he also finds out that he's the ancestor of the only survivor of the crash of the Eldritch. Yes. And that he saw Deus before the crash. Uh, Zoh- the Zohar, which is kind of a separate That's thing. That's right. Um, that gets complicated. He, he, but, uh, he interacted with the wave existence, which is trapped like a Pokemon inside Zohar. Right. <laughs> and wants to return to its home dimension. And uh, But uh, Deus reacted to the Zohar meeting Faye, and that's why Deus appears as his mother, correct? Uh, that, uh, that's why uh, Ellie was created, I think, as like the manifestation of the mother. But okay. that's why the the Deus biocomputer that was... So there's an Oedipus thing going on as yeah, well as yeah, all a, the a other bit, stuff. A bit, yeah, a little um, bit of that. But then again, at the same time, we're all descended from that one purple-haired woman. <laughs> it was right. a distinct thing from the anti-type, which is Ellie... But at the same time, also the mother of all humanity. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, it's not Lilith. No, it's it's anime. If <laughs> you know what, the Council of Nicaea already decided that there is no Lilith. So shut up. Yeah, we're um, Catholics. They uh, that's heresy. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, so uh, Krellian and uh, Ellie go into Deus, as we said, and mm. um, the God's new ride that Krellian built uh, starts destroying the world. Mm, the new whip. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, you fight Groff for the final time. You realize that Groff is your past self who just didn't go away. And he's also Groff pos- manifested within your dad. Yeah, too. he's the also dad. he's possessing your dad. He's like a, a spirit that just possesses people, but your dad can occasionally get the better of him, which is why he shows up as wise man. And you find out that your mom was only evil because she was possessed by Miang, who lives mm-hmm. in all women, and um, which Id didn't want to believe. Yes. Id was just like, no, she was a monster. You weren't there. Yes, but then like he remembers that at the very end when she sacrifices herself, which either. I'm not sure if that was Miang saying, oh, Faye is important, or Faye could be important, and then Karen assert, like, throws weights it in favor of sacrifice. Right. But either way, she comes back at the end, and that's what triggers it to rejoining with the rest of Faye's personality. That, the coward. Yes. Finally, I believe we decided the coward was the ego. Yes. And Faye is the super ego with uh, id. Yeah. Guess which one id is. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, just like, I just get the idea of Tetsuya Takahashi and uh, Saga Soria like, riding out this stuff. They're like, okay, so we got the coward. That'll be the ego. Faye will be the super ego. Then, like, what should we call the id? And they're like, oh, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. They've had enough coffee. They're like, just call him id. <laughs> like, throw it in the game. Uh, and then uh, Bart takes the superdimensional Omnigear and surfs a battleship with ICBMs. It's like the most Bart thing ever. To destroy God's Ark. He's got a, he's got a hat with straws coming yeah. down with the Bartweisers <laughs> in it. And the plan works, but then God gets really, really, really mad. <laughs> and now he's trying to terraform the planet into something that will kill all humanity as in vengeance, but prior to it presumably finding another way off the planet. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-ding, make yeah. the earth swing. So that's where we are. Uh, we, are ha- we were hanging out like in the ruins of Shavat, where all humans are congregating for the final stand. We forgot the most important thing. Faye scored, bro! Oh, yeah, that he also did. Happened. That yep. was a long. That was a while back before Ellie was, was meowing. It, it was really awkward, awkward and uh, not very well written. But yes, yeah. that is a thing that happened. But anyway, yeah. we're, well, here to, we are. To be fair, every one of our party, including Choo Choo, was saying, go get some. And that, that, that was big of Choo Choo. Yeah. That was big of Choo Choo yeah. to concede defeat there. Yeah. They so, um, Choo deserve each other. <laughs> yeah. So after being on rails pretty much the entirety of Disc 2, we now have access to the world map. With oh. an airship? And an air, uh, yep. you could go back to Kislev and fight in the tournament, can't yeah, you at this point? Yeah, there are yep. still people in Kislev. They're like, hey, the world is ending. It, it's kind of welcome, like- ra- welcome to the match. No, it's like Spira in Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Like, hey, this world is under constant uh, oppression of this wave monster. But you know what? Blitzball, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, here, here, yeah, we're here at Evo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, or have you ever seen that Remain Indoors uh, skit from, like, I don't even remember what show it was. It's a British show. Uh, it's, it's a quiz show that takes place after a kind of a hazy apocalypse and the guy is like remember everyone remain indoors now before the event there were pets most com- like uh, other than cat what was the most common pet available and then like there's like s- like the contestants there's one guy who can't speak because of the event there's one guy who can't see because of the event and has no memory of the event because he's suppressing it and there's a <laughs> woman who is crazy because of the event and she says was it chicken <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. There's no there's no records of any chickens. <laughs> we believe this may be related to the event. <laughs> Lock your doors so they don't get in. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's like that. Right. It's it's an apocalypse. Everyone's just kind of coping by doing giant robot battles in Kislev. Mm-hmm. But there is there are a few interesting things you can check out. You can go back to the wise man's house and say hi in the cave. Yeah, uh, I think no, he's like living in the Yoda hut. Oh, okay. Balthazar is probably still around, but he doesn't have any speaking lines right. anymore. So. <laughs> uh, he will give you like a trinket that's probably really useful, and then he'll say goodbye. I have no speaking lines. Good luck. <laughs> And then you can go to a lighthouse that has an elevator that takes you down into some Zebuim ruins. Oh, yes. And it's just New York City, pristine and empty of people, just like Republicans want it to be. <laughs> it's their platonic <laughs> ideal of a city with no people, just skyscrapers with presumably very industrious, wealthy people doing what needs to be done. Um, it's all madmen. Yep, yep, it's all madmen. <laughs> None of those lousy workers who don't do anything. Uh, wouldn't that wouldn't fly in the corporate world, nope, man? Nope. But uh, uh, there's it, some some really cool happens in these ruins. Yeah, I remember the ruins. Yeah, you find Big Joe. Mm-hmm. He has finally, after globe trotting around, found his calling as a shopkeeper <laughs> in ruins and no with one no one else around. Him. But he's got a <laughs> hell of a PA system. He's got apparently he got the copyrights to. <laughs> The flight theme, which is just blaring out of his like speakers the whole time, mm-hmm. which makes this like the perfect in-game shop because you're going to be coming back here a lot after grinding, right? <laughs> because this is where all the good stuff is. Yeah, and uh, just I actually looked up Big Joe's like um, backstory, which isn't actually told to you in the game; it's told to you like in some kind of Japanese pamphlet. Uh, oh, appar- for real? Yeah, apparently he. Well, we know he's a wrestling champion. We know he's the coolest guy around. But did you know that he is actually from Zebuim? Really? He is 36 years old, which makes him, well, 36 plus a few 4,000 years. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, he was, like, the coolest guy in Zebuim. And he was attempting all kinds of ways to extend his life because most people in Zebuim died by 30, which was why that genetic damage that Faye and Ellie were trying to fix way back when was such a big deal. Right. And he was part of those experiments, but he also attempted cryogenics to preserve his life, but something went wrong, and he got uh, fried. <laughs> Not fried. He got fried. He, he became fry from... <laughs> <laughs> that Here's popular... to another lousy millennium. <laughs> yeah, he's got a dog by a pizza place right now. But <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. Yeah. Now I'm really sad. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, like, it, he, people, for ever, like, whatever happened to Zebulum happens, and he gets forgotten. So his little capsule uh, winds up getting flooded and flushed into the ocean and starts floating. And he wakes up, like, on a uh, continent in a strange new world. He's the only guy around with green hair, and he's like, wow. This world sucks. It needs a star. It needs a hero. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's always hanging around bringing joy to your life. Because that's just the kind of guy he because is. Because life's a gift, Don, and yes. he understands that better than any of us do. <laughs> like, like, first off, the green hair is like a dead giveaway. Like, yeah. we should have got it there. But, like, God, and I mean this. I'm not being ironic at all. God bless Tetsuya Takahashi. Like, yeah. God bless him. <laughs> that is that is incredible that he's like, you know what? I feel like people need to understand where this NPC came from. And he published a pamphlet <laughs> in Japan. Our Lord and Savior, Big Joe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. he. Um, and now he's found his way back home, and he's going to help you by selling drugs. 
pretty much. <laughs> Selling combat enhancers, rather. Uh, also, you find a bunch of documents, like uh, film reels of Zebuim history. And since Faye now has all of his memories from the past 10,000 years, he is just kind of like narrating, okay, so we're in Zebuim. This city was um, part of a real, real, like a 20th century America ver- analog. You can see here in the in the background of this prime minister who was the who was in charge here. He, um, uh, you can see that woman there. She's Miang. Yeah, you, you know where this is going. <laughs> oh, it's like always, a, always around. It's like the Assassin's Creed thing when like Assassin's Creed used to try to be cool, and you had all those documents you could find, and like mm-hmm. it shows the artifacts and different paintings and portraits mm-hmm. throughout history. But then Assassin's Creed just gave up on that. They're like, you know what? We're just that game that comes out every year and sucks. Miang yeah. <laughs> um, decided uh, that these humans who can't live more than thirty years are not adequate specimens, so she's going to purge the weak and keep only the humans that are not genetically damaged, which is why there's a nuclear war, which wipes out the Zebuim. Uh, you also see schematics of gears that the Zebuim were excavating and starting to build themselves. You see, you see fighter jets, which are cool. So <laughs> all the gears came from the uh, Eldridge. The Eldridge, yeah. yeah. Like you, you, Some of the gears might be like put together from parts of them but or it, based on them. But most gears are just going to be like Evo suits, basically. Right. They had like a functional working class purpose. Right. And as Faye's memories come flooding back, you also find a way for like uh, Faye remembers his time with Ellie in this time, and uh, they score. The the Ellie yeah. and Faye from that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They go they go Man. on a, they go on a date. They go on a classy date, and Faye is actually like the smart one in this. Like he's like the high class doctor who's trying to save humanity, but the world just keeps voting for people who don't believe global warming exists, and he's very very angry. And um, Ellie's trying actually like trying to calm him down. They're like, oh, you know, I I I I, I can't have children because of the genetic damage. And like, oh, so no kids, huh? Next scene. Them banging. <laughs> so, and um, then they start talking about how they, the only way they could have a daughter is to fix humanity in a different way, which is where the nanomachine colony comes in. A new form of humanity. And that's where Emerelda comes in. And this flashback of memories triggers something in Emerelda where she finally recognizes that Faye is not Kim, but kind of is. Like, the, the yeah. Kim she knew is gone, but she's still okay. Like, she's okay with that, and she undergoes nanomachine colony puberty, reformats herself, and now she is an adult. And she's just, uh, and she's more powerful and more it's mature. Big, big stat boost. Yep. Um, um, might be something... You don't have to do this, by the way. This yeah, is it's not required. Good, this is completely optional. Yeah. And after that, if you have, if you put enough pieces of the puzzle together, because remember how that music box in Saiten's house? <laughs> Finally, we're getting that answer. Yeah, eighty was, hours later. Yeah, it, this is op- this is even more optional because there's no reason to go to it. Um, if you like, okay, this came, this triggered something in Faye. We know Faye was in Zebulum. We know this music box came from an excavation. Let's just okay. Let's go investigate. Was Zebulon like the first major civilization? Is that the narrative? Probably not the first major one, but it was the most well, the, clo- the closest advanced one. Okay, technically Solaris would probably be the like presumably Solaris was always around. Right, right. Just, ops, just like yeah, flying around. 
maybe Shavad as well. I don't know. But the Zebulun was the first big land dweller right. civilization that actually did things that Solaris was interested in. Uh, anyway, you go back to Saiten's house and you find that music box, and then Faye will check the side of it instinctively, and it will say, uh, "For our daughter," and there's some meaningless date that only Faye would understand because it's a Zebulun date. It's right. a birthday present. Pre- pre- it's a birthday present for Emerelda. That's sweet. From four thousand years ago, and that's why it sparked that memory in Faye. <laughs> and uh, presumably, Saiten had some instinctual some, knowledge that yeah. this would spark something in Faye. Yeah. Um, he knew something. Are we emphatically told that Sighton was camped out watching Faye? Yes, that's why he was there. Yeah, that's why that's he was why there. That's why he yeah. was in Lahan. The, um, it's also why, it, it kind of explains why he set up shop in a place that no doctor should. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... You can also go get an ancient treasure from Dune Man Isle, whatever. You fight some cool stuff, I guess. But, you know... It makes the captain happy. It's one of those situations where, you know, God is destroying the Earth as we speak. What are we doing? Uh, I love... Um, <laughs> they, we've actually talked about that with... Um, that was what made Morrowind perfect, because there was no urgency in the main quest, so it made yeah. sense you'd run off and do... Like, Oblivion, it makes no sense. You watch the Emperor die before your fe- yeah. before your eyes. He hand, They hand you an am- amulet and say, find Joffrey, or hell is going to swallow this world. <laughs> Next thing you know... <laughs> You're in the Dark Brotherhood. Like, you see Oblivion... Collecting breads to shove in your house. <laughs> you see Oblivion Gates popping up, and you're just like, oh, right, to-do list, I guess. <laughs> Gate to hell, buy this major city. There are whatever. so many times I purposefully... Uh, like, I don't fast travel in a... Elder, we talked about this. I don't fast travel in an Elder Scrolls mm-hmm. game. I will walk the long way around Kavach just to not <laughs> trigger that scene. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what's going on here is... um. Isn't there like a big, massive dais on the world yeah, map? It's yeah, it's like like out of the crash site, some kind of weird crystalline structure has shown up, and it's got seraphs, those Diablos angels, like nanomachine things, that uh, are just protecting it. You have to storm that place again. You're just going right back to where you first fought, confronted Krellian, and all right, what the hell. Right. Um, the crash site of the Eldritch. Yeah. So this is where you go to the end game. You uh, fight your way to, through it. It's like Avengers Endgame, but it doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> and Faye guesses that if we destroy Deus and the Zohar, which have been united at this the point, the wave existence is probably going to uh, try to escape. So, yeah, you have to um, you fight. And uh, once all that has happened, maybe we can get Ellie back, because without m- that system, there's no Miang, which means Ellie can come back. Without yeah, without Deus present, then yeah, but, and this is Faye making this yes uh, assumption. That so, is Faye's assumption, yes. and it's also what the wave existence kind of promised. <laughs> but I mean, he's a man in prison; he's gonna make promises. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's been in prison for a while. Yep, he's been pokeballed since before the game, since before the cutscene. Somewhere back on Earth, he got pokeballed. Yep, <laughs> I believe Xenosaga actually explains it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you storm Deus, and like the final boss has like a bunch of extraneous parts, and Saiten's like, okay, if we destroy these parts, the final boss might be easier. So we need to like, you, and this is actually a part I really like because you've got all these characters that you're not going to take to the final boss fight, <laughs> so you can send them off to try to take down these little parts of Deus. 
to make the fight easier. Mm-hmm. Like you can put uh, like you can give Rico and Choo Choo something to do. <laughs> like this part will sap your fuel for the entirety of the fight if you don't take it out. Send Choo Choo and it, there's no fuel to sap. But, hey, you hey, know. Hey, she's useful. And <laughs> Chew gotta do what Chew gotta do. She's ready to rumble. <laughs> Chew bad boy. <laughs> and it was Krellian. I love it. <laughs> Wasn't it? Sorry? Oh, no, it was... Uh, no, it was... Uh, Maggie's it was, it was, uh, dad. Not Margie. Maria. Maria's Maria, dad, yeah. Maria. Margie is the uh, yeah. Nissan Yeah, uh, I, get a, I get it mixed up. But Maria and Sebzin, and like th- that's before she comes out and kills her dad. <laughs> but yeah, it was her dad, and he was being a big Ben Shapiro about logic and reason. <laughs> and then he got curb stomped by a giant Furby. I'm going to start using that at work. You are being a big Ben Shapiro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're really Shapiroing out, bro. So yeah, you uh, defeat Zayus. You, you, defi- you defeat Deus. Z- Zayus. Dr. Zayus. That was a weird generation of humanity. <laughs> I would, I would, I would watch a Planet of the Apes where it just ties back into like a portion of the Xenogears <laughs> setting, like Solaris shows up, kills all the apes. Well, something <laughs> went wrong. We can't use these to resurrect God. <laughs> well, certainly, uh, bright eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like there's, a, like there's a Miang ape <laughs> that just turns all purple, <laughs> barring the dinosaur. <laughs> You've got to destroy us. This purple Donkey Kong from Smash. This iteration of primate is... <laughs> like, like, Dr. Zayas has a cabinet. You can see here that there were humans and then there were apes. But before that, there were choo-choos. <laughs> this isn't Earth at all. We just built the Statue of Liberty for, out of some kind of instinct. I don't know. Uh, the instinct of liberty. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's a hell of a tangent, but I'm glad we did All it. All from a slip. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, you, you fight uh, Deus. Yeah, you fight Deus. And when it goes down, uh, Faye is like, okay, so good things are going to happen, right? Absolutely. It stands to reason. Hey, we killed God. That's what that's we, what the that, waveform said. Yeah, and that's what Groff said I was supposed to do. So my destiny has been fulfilled. RPG logic, I get good happy ending mm-hmm. immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if it was um, Final Fantasy, he would have. Yeah, uh, but then you know, Saiten says, "Hey, there's some kind of force building. It's actually like this is like a hell of a force. Actually, it's gonna, <laughs> it, it's gonna destroy the planet, <laughs> brother. Let me tell you, you want to talk about force?" And Faye's like, "Oh, wait a minute, that whole wave existence thing, that like the primordial force at the uh, creation of all uh, reality, it's trying to go back to its own dimension on our planet." That might have something to do with that. Um, you know, the wave existence didn't tell me that this would happen. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> uh, however, the husk of this whole system begins to levitate and fly off towards space. Where, like, the power is... The husk is, being yeah, the, the, like the all body? The, yeah, the, bod- the remaining body and the Merkava, the, okay. the arc. Yeah. The crash site. It's, it's levitating and floating off into space. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's still building. It's still building up the power to for the dimensional rift, but it won't be doing so on the planet anymore. And Faye guesses that Ellie must somehow be controlling it so that the dimensional rift doesn't kill the few survivors on this planet. <laughs> um, of course, that also means that Ellie is going to sacrifice herself so that Faye can live. 
again. Yep. And Krellian has to just sit there and ride it out with her. Yep. And Faye is like, oh, God, not this again. Um, nah, geez. Yeah. Nah, geez. Uh, and with the Zohar <laughs> destroyed, there's no power to anyone's gears because their slave generators aren't getting their stuff anymore. Ah, jeez. But, you know, I don't have a gear. I have a Xeno gear. <laughs> I, have a, I got a direct power boost from the Zohar and the wave existence itself, so I can still go. I have an electric vehicle in a <laughs> Bad Max universe. <laughs> I have a solar panel and an electric... I have, a, I have a solar panel, a Tesla, and some spikes. Witness me. Witness me. <laughs> I will raid your farms for kale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want I want to I want to found what, what, when the world ends and like there's gas shortages, <laughs> we should go up to like that one big wind farm in uh, Benton County mm-hmm. and uh, like just get all the electric vehicles we can and charge from there. We'll call ourselves the winds of destruction. <laughs> We'll crucify our enemies atop the windmills. So long, so long as I get to be the guitar guy. On yes. The truck. <laughs> you give me that, Don, and I will. I will ride the highways to Valhalla with you. You'll never hear us coming because of all the torque. <laughs> I am Mistral, the cold wind of France. Yeah, I'll dress up like a mime. I'll be Mistral from Metal Gear Revengeance. I am Mistral, the cold wind of France. Okay, okay, serious, okay, serious. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, world's about to end, but then Ellie's about to sacrifice herself. Faye is like, oh, I have a Xeno gear so I can still make my gear go. Mm-hmm. You have a dramatic anime moment with all your party members. Like, you bring her back and you come home. Like, Bart's like, okay, I know I, know I can't stop you, but you have to promise me you're coming back. Saiten's like, no, it's prob- she's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Faye, you'll never make it. I mean, honestly, I think we've got our happy ending here. Look, I mean, look, look, yeah. look. I have one of the Soylent facilities. <laughs> we yeah. can survive. Let's just stay here. Look, um, we can build a life, Faye, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave my wife and my daughter. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, but Bart just keeps yelling at everyone. This is not a suicide mission. Faye's coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bart tells Saiten to keep... Sh- Every time Saiten tries to interject, Bart tells him to shut up. Like, Saiten, we don't need any more plot right now. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> Faye is going, and he's going to come back with Ellie. So the whole party gives their anime speech, what, wishing Faye luck, and he rockets off into space. Which would have been the perfect time for flight, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. It oh, does it in. play? It plays. Excellent. You see a giant anime gear with Faye at the helm, chasing off after a warping giant wreck of God's ship flying off into space. Faye says to his gear, looks like we're in for one last flight together, so let's do it. Listen, I well, don't like you and you don't like all me. Alright, partner, I know I I know we didn't meet under the best of circumstances. <laughs> but we're gonna do this. So, um, yeah. After leaving the atmosphere, Faye closes in on the target. And at the very moment he seems to interact with the edge of Deus's crib, he uh, awakens to find himself outside his gear, completely nude. And Ellie is in a bubble, also completely nude. What's what, like? What's 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 the rest of the background look like? It's like bluey, 
void. So another void. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a blue void. It's where Cain hung out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> okay. So a disembodied Krellian, his head rather. This guy. He is like just talking about humanity. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> It's irrational, illogical. I'm going to live with God. <laughs> the ultimate Ben Shapiro <laughs> moment. No one likes me for some reason. <laughs> Only my billionaire donors. <laughs> and even, I just killed them to resurrect God. <laughs> oh. Uh. Big, big. <laughs> and Faye counters that, you know, yeah, sure, some humans suck. Like you, you suck. <laughs> Present company. That's it. He just walks like, away. Present company, emphatically included. <laughs> but, I like this eloquent Faye. But Bart and the captain exist. Your point <laughs> is invalid. Goodbye. So, so excuse me, Krillian, but destroyed. Uh, remember <laughs> the end. Uh, by the way, if you wait to the end credits, you get to see Bart and uh, Faye crack it open a Bartweiser on a uh, Krillian's grave. <laughs> And uh, the elemental form of Miang emerges in her serpentine gear. Apparently, she's still hanging out in the re- in the wreck of the Dea system, and she's still holding Ellie in a bubble, while Krellian's just looking on. Faye hops back into his Xeno gear, which is here again. And still nude. It's not really a final boss. It's like it's just you beating the piss out of Miang for being an agent of anti-feminism. <laughs> <laughs> this is why feminism is not harming our young boys. Bam. <laughs> Religious control of a woman's body is irrational <laughs> and wrong. <laughs> I hope, I, I'm sorry. I'm still just hoping he put a towel down on the seat before he got back yeah. in the setup gear. Like, look, I, I, I got my gear back, but I didn't get my clothes because <laughs> like, Krellian is being an ass. Uh, <laughs> like Krellian is just na 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 He's got a face clothes. I will admit. I will admit. I would have preferred if the, if the gear did not show back up, but Faye just became id. Like, all red hair, but still oh. buck naked, and beat the <laughs> shit out of Miang in her gear. Oh, uh. oh my god. Step on the snake. Crush the snake beneath your heel. Tread on her. <laughs> <laughs> like the Virgin Mary treaded on libertarianism. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyway. Anyway. You defeat Miang, and Ellie emerges from her bubble, and you get into, like, anime territory. It's anime cartoon territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, excuse me. Anime cartoon. Okay. An- uh, mm. It's not cartoons, Dad. Mm. Anime animation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it's all from... It's, uh, it's, 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 it's very... <laughs> it's uh, it's all from chest up. Well, okay. Neck, collarbone up. Yep. Like, they're very careful about that. Mm-hmm. The, to mm-hmm. their credit, they're very careful about that. Um, she says that... Um, and, and Ellie emerged... And she's like saying, uh, Krellian actually released me. He's finally recognized that you and I actually do love each other, and we're not just like hanging out to spite him. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when Lacan and Krellian were friends 500 years ago, and he was getting increasingly jealous that Sophia liked Lacan <laughs> in a way that she didn't like Krellian? <laughs> yeah, he's finally come, got, gotten over that. Um, and like, uh, she's like, look. When he kept looking, every time he tried to look back on those years, it held too many bad memories. He couldn't 
uh, he, he just couldn't deal with it. He's not a bad yeah. guy. And she he can- just destroyed ninety yeah. percent of humanity. Like this is all his fault. Everything in this game is his fault, pretty much. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like Emperor Kane was working against <laughs> Solaris at this point. Um, so, the deep state. Yeah, the deep state. George Soros my- himself. Yes. Was Kane. <laughs> yes. Yes. And currently, it could not be bought. <laughs> Uh, so Ellie says that she wanted to sacrifice herself, but didn't. Im- but she was being a little bit selfish because she didn't factor in how that might impact everyone else, including Faye, who did not take that so well the last time, and in fact almost became an agent of the world's destruction himself as a direct result. <laughs> Searching the power. Yeah, and this is where Faye starts. To, I, I had to record these lines. I've been paraphrasing more than normal because mm-hmm. the monologues aren't around. Right. And we know the plot at, at this point. But this line had to be preserved in its full integrity. Love gains its original shine only when there's an interrelationship between the giver and the receiver. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, put that on a ring. That's that's a vow. That's a marriage <laughs> vow. <laughs> that needs to be on one of those Etsy signs that people buy in Yeah, I, they could have gone with it takes two to tango or one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do. But no, love gains its original shine only when there's an interrelationship between <laughs> between the wave existence. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh God, Faye, you've actually become kind of <laughs> annoying <laughs> now that you're smart. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that what happens with everybody? Like your friend? Oh, you get smart and you start using these words for no reason? You're f- like uh, your friend that uh, takes the advanced classes in college oh. and suddenly that's all he talks about. Dude. Didn't you? Did you know America kind of sucks? <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> the Banana Republic. <laughs> Look, gunboat diplomacy is new to you. I'm sorry. Some of us were born with this knowledge. <laughs> I'm actually five thousand years old. <laughs> the original descendant. <laughs> Look, uh, gun. Like I'm actually from the Gundam universe, and that uh, floating. Uh, Statue of Liberty, it crashed on this planet. <laughs> and I have all I have full knowledge of all of America's sins, but you don't see me whining about it. Look, the world isn't perfect. We gotta build towards socialism from what we have. <laughs> uh. oh. So whatever Krillian was hoping to find in all this, um, you know, I, I understand that Krillian was looking for something. This whole game was him looking for something. The horrible mut- mutants, the genocide, the slavery. Um, we're going to find the answer to his question, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to, like, have a marriage counselor or something. We're, we'll, do, we'll, we'll handle this like adults. And at this point, um, they start running towards the point of contact. Apparently, there is... The, the geosynchronous orbit where Kid Fay at the beginning of the game, made contact with the wave existence, <laughs> I guess. Um, it's where the rift between this new dimension the wave existence is trying to get to and the existence we've been playing the game in hangs out. They need to get through that portal to get back to the planet. But um, Ellie trips and... Um, like. There's, it looks like they're not going to make it, but then a, a naked Krellian appears and declares that he is about to hitch a ride with with the wave existence. 
And Faye and Ellie say, hey, if you can stabilize this for a little bit longer, why don't you just come with us? And he says, yeah, dude, after all I've done, the only one who can forgive me is God. I'm hanging out with him. That is the most like that is the most like boomer biker like, yes. like, like deadbeat dad that finally shows up when he has grandkids. Like, yes. That is the most like, I can't I, it's too late for me that to change. That needs to be on Facebook with the uh, Grim Reaper. <laughs> I don't need to fix myself because I can't. <laughs> So basically, you know, once Krullian committed a few, uh, the first few atrocities on Krullian's resume, <laughs> uh, to man, like, um, he realized, okay, I have to double down now. I ha- the old, like, I can't stop. Y- you can't half-ass this. If you're gonna commit genocide to build God, you better succeed, <laughs> <laughs> because God's the only one's gonna forgive you. Um, it's actually quite a bit like, um. Uh, that Himmler speech when the war was going really, really bad and everyone in Germany knew it. And like, there's that serious talk, you know, maybe we just got rid of Hitler. We could stop this. Himmler goes on the radio like, uh, he has this thing on. Uh, yeah, I know you've all heard about Stalingrad and, <laughs> and, and Kursk. I know things could be going better, but um, if you have any thoughts about, you know, saying it was the Nazis that did all this, uh, you can go ahead and uh, put those thoughts away. You're all guilty. You know what's going on. You know what we're doing. You supported us. When we killed all the social democrats, you were happy. This this is I mean we're all in this together. One big happy family. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't know that. He did that on the radio? Yes. I had no idea. It was a very, very effective way of keeping the Germans in line because all of those wishy washy centrists who just like, like yeah, the reasonable centrists. You know, the democratic socialists had it coming. Let's just say like <laughs> And if and if and if we have to lose a few Roma and a few million Jews to get rid of the communists, the leftists, really, it's their fault. <laughs> I wouldn't have had to support the Nazis if they weren't around. <laughs> so Hitler literally just got on the radio and was like, "Look, we're all bad people." Yes. Like, uh, yeah. You, you you don't just get to. I don't care if you're a party member or not. You're guilty. Krellian, yeah. So this is Krellian's line right. of thinking. Like, uh, dude, I can't just say I did this to try to build God. I'm a monster. Right. <laughs> um, and the only happy ending for him is to go with Wave Existence and join it in its own dimension. And Krellian tells Faye and Ellie that this world, the world they have just saved, is theirs now, and that he envies them so that they can go off and live with the captain and Bart and have their happy ever after. And he grows angel wings and flies off with the Wave Existence. And the only point against this game I have is that it gives Krullian a happy ending. <laughs> because honestly, this should be the point where Ellie takes out a gun and shoots him in the back of the head. <sighs> uh, so you, uh, it, the, the cutscene cuts out. Faye and Ellie are running back to the point of contact. It fades to white. And then you cut back to the, uh, a cliffside where Saiten and the party are hanging out, looking on the, uh, at the sky. Wave existence goes back to its home dimension. You Is see it a, still anime? Yeah, it's still anime. You see a uh, big boom in the atmosphere, and Saiten runs up and yells, What happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's weird how fast... I, I love... It's the, it's the kind of anime line I love because it goes from two very dramatic, different emotional states right, to one. Right, right. Like, very emotional, deadpan. Okay, what happened? 
sight the, the, the scientist in sight really comes back. And um, is this permissible? Yes. Is like, do I have time to ruminate on this? <laughs> <laughs> so some no name dude with a radio is like, okay, so I think reality just died in the ionosphere or something for a hot second. So give me a second, I'll give us a visual. Um, <laughs> it, they probably died though. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. They're dead. And Bart screams, "That's a lie! He's coming back. He you, promised he would." You shut your mouth, Radar. I yeah. know he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. Why do you get voice lines when we have an entire party? <laughs> what's your What's your name even? <laughs> Turns out it is Radar from Mesh. Yeah. <laughs> and Rico's just like standing there, looking stoic. And you get a quick shot of Faye's gear burning through the atmosphere. Choo Choo sees it, and she starts jumping and uh, hopping to- towards a cliff face to get closer. And it, um, Chew better not <laughs> die on me! <laughs> we so free! Saiten <laughs> <laughs> looks on with a blank face before hearing the roar. He sees El- Faye and Ellie descend from the heavens. You have a cut, a, 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 fo- a quick focus on Faye and Ellie in the cockpit. Clothes. They got their clothes back. <laughs> they were under the seat. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I'll be dogged. Well, we're about to see everyone. Might as well get dressed. Yeah. Uh, and like the happy music is playing. Um, everyone starts smiling. Uh, like uh, it, you, get, you get to see a close face of all your party members. They're smiling, looking up at the, at the cliff face. Um, the ending score begins to build as the camera pans over. And you, you see all the motley correction. There's some human survivors as well. Just some random guys, mm-hmm. like a bald man with glasses. There's a young couple, a guy in a lab coat. The captain's probably too busy adventuring. Uh, absolutely. Because uh, you know what? It may have been his last, so he had to do it. Bart cries out, Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> in a non-dubbed Japanese line. So it's a Japanese accent. <laughs> and, oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. And Faye and Ellie park the gear off the cliff, the cliff edge as the party rush to meet them, and then it goes into credits. And do you know the ending credits song? <laughs> uh, Run through the cold <laughs> of the night <laughs> as passion burns in your heart. Ready to fight a knife held close by your side. <laughs> Like a proud wolf alone in the dark, with eyes that watch the oh, world. This is beautiful. <laughs> this is beautiful. And my name, like a shadow on the face of the moon. Does this planet have a moon? I don't know. <laughs> Broken Does it still mirror, have one? a million shades of light. Oh, was that the name of the song, Broken yes. Mirror? Yes. <laughs> the old echo fades away. Hold up. But just you and I can find the answer, and then we can run to the end. You're putting this to the tune the of a world. song, and I'm trying to figure out which one it is. We can run to the end of the world. <laughs> it's my, my, it might also be the small of two pieces. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's more verses, but you get it. We run to the end of the world. It's the end of the game. God's dead. We this planet, this planet is ours now. Happy ending. Buckethead has a song called "Broken Mirror." Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah, and um, that is Xeno Gears. It really is. That's that's Xeno Gears. <laughs> that's the end of the game. We did and, it. Um, we had a lot of fun doing this. 
but uh, I, I hope the fact that Don and I have nothing but the deepest respect for this game yes. bled through that fun. Um, this was a, um, this was an. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's kind of hard to explain because um, like, this was a project that was not supposed to happen at all. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about oh, it got its budget cut. They didn't get to do it right. It, it, they fought Ta- Tatsuya uh, Takahashi fought tooth and nail mm-hmm. to get this done anyway. Um, he uh, he he was a big wheel in uh, Chrono Trigger. Okay. So he had a feather in his cap in the company. Um, interesting fact. I did not know this. Interesting fact. Uh, so when production of Xenogear started, production of Final Fantasy uh, Eight was already starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven. Sorry. Final Fantasy Seven. And uh, in fact, Xenogears was supposed to be seven, but it was too dark. So uh, yeah. they said this has to be a separate project. And so we were at kind of a time when Tetsuya uh, Nomura was making a name for himself at Squaresoft. And uh, so, of course... Takahashi went to Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi, who was a big wig at this time. He, he, of course, the last game he directly directed was Final Fantasy V, and uh, so he was he was in the he was a businessman now, mm-hmm. and he was he was making assignments because this was the '90s in video game design, which was nothing. Today it's like a Hollywood production. Yeah, in the '90s it was still like they had a chalkboard. Uh, <laughs> you're working on this game, so. But anyway, um. Tetsuya Takahashi really wanted Nomura for this game. Mm-hmm. Really wanted him to do the character design. Loved the guy. They got along great. They were both young, both both very creative types. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, everyone loved Tetsuya Nomura's ideas. He, this was the, I mean, he was the kid that did debugging that came to the meeting with notes <laughs> and took up time. But they still loved him. Anyway, uh, it, uh, uh, Nomura did do some preliminary character designs for uh, Xenogears. None of them actually made it into the game, except it was his idea to make the main character a uh, an Asian man who knew martial arts. Okay, that actually made it into the game. Anyway, Takahashi wanted them, but so did uh, uh, Final Fantasy team. The Final Fantasy team, of course, got Nomura, mm-hmm. but Takahashi left SquareSoft after Xenogears. Of course, Monolith Soft, mm-hmm. things like that. He worked for Bandai Namco. And uh, he always said he wanted uh, Nomura to do character design for him. He's like, I never forgot how much his character designs hit me. Finally got him. I never knew this. He finally got him to work on one of his games. Xenoblade saw, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Nomura actually designed the bad guys. Oh, okay. So that, that's, kind of, um, that's sort of an interesting history there. Uh, Xenogears is one of the most interesting behind-the-scenes game stories you'll ever read mm-hmm. not only is the game itself brilliant but the behind the scenes there was like they can make a movie about the production of uh, Xenogears uh, Tetsuya Takahashi and Sora Sa- uh, Sagia uh, I believe I'm pronouncing that right they're, they were married oh, they're married okay. the people who wrote the story to this game uh, nice. Faye and Ellie uh, Faye and Ellie yeah um, but uh, could Xenogears have been so much more absolutely but, yeah, but I think what he did with what he had, and not not to reduce this to one man, what this team did with what they had, absolutely incredible. It is the, I don't think I'm overstepping myself when I say it is the most avant-garde game of the 90s, period. It's, yeah. <laughs> the um, And I remember uh, a lot of people's criticism of it was it basically robbed Evangelion. It, it's... Ano Hideaki has emphatically stated that the biblical allusions in Xenogears are because he thought they were cool. Yeah. They had no deeper meaning. All the deeper meaning we're assigning to it, we did that. Yeah. We did that. The cross explosions. Like, it's like, 
Um, it's like when uh, an American who has no connection with Asia starts using Asian deities because he thinks they're cool. Precisely. That is exactly uh, the reason Lilith is crucified. Yeah. Because Ano thought it looked cool. It, Takahashi is clearly going deep with these biblical allegories. Um, in fact, I spent an hour the other night researching exactly <laughs> what it meant that the Animus relics were the 12 tribes of Israel. Really interesting theories going on there. Um, <laughs> also interesting, uh, according to the Bible, the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, 10 of them were lost to history. Ah. Only two survived, Judah yeah, and Levi. We got to dig them up. They, uh, well, it was um, the diaspora after the oh, Syrian yeah. conquest. But... Uh, <laughs> but um, Absolutely. Uh, I remember a, um, I remember a kid in uh, junior high when we were all playing through because it came out when we were in grade school. But let's face it, yeah, <laughs> none of us got it. So we played it again in junior high, and I, I knew a kid that literally had a Bible full of bookmarks, <laughs> figuring out like his mom was so happy, but he was literally trying to figure out Zeno gears. Um, and uh, but guys, um, everything. Monolith Soft has done every uh, the whole Zeno series. The only ones I have not played at all are the three Zeno Saga games, but I'm sure I'm missing out. I'm I'm 100 sure I'm missing out. Uh, so uh, give guys if we get um sub goal sub goal. No, I'll play through them on camera. I mean it, Adam. Stop laughing. Um, I mean, yeah, this is this is business, all right. When you're ready to be a big boy and do a real podcast, show back up here. <laughs> Me and Don are trying to do bit anyway. Um. 1,000 uh, 1, downloads. 1,000 more downloads on our podcast. If we hit 1,000 more downloads, I will play through uh, the Xenosaga. What? what? <laughs> the specific one. This, the, the <laughs> yeah. They, uh, okay, cool. This specific one. Give us 1,000 likes. I will play one through three of uh, Xenosaga on camera for you guys. Uh, it'll be a good reason to quit my job. Please make this happen. Um, so, <laughs> um, Don? Final thoughts Close. on this masterpiece. It's not the best pace, but you know exactly why that is. Because there, exactly. are, there, are, part, there are parts where the budget was obviously there and there obviously wasn't. It really <laughs> hits like the same. It, it's, obvi- it's, it, it's very clearly in my niche. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's an element of fun where you're playing the game like, oh, wow, I, is, this thing, is this game falling apart? Or is this like, it's like you're walking through a ruin that's still beautiful. You're in Zebulun. Yes. You're in Zebulun. That's the game. <laughs> it's kind of like there's like some of it works. Some of it is obviously was not completed. Some of it is kind of coming apart, but it's still working. It's still working. The battling system is fun. Oh, it's, it's fun. It's a very fun game. It's fun. Uh, as far as uh, JRPGs go from the 90s, it is one of the best. It is easily one of the best. Um, and all the crazy stuff, all the crazy things you keep hearing about, it makes sense at the end. It all comes together. They don't leave like, you hanging. It doesn't really disappear don't. up somebody's butt. It's just it's all it all comes back and ties together, which is another thing that differentiates it from Evangelion, in my opinion. Um, there and are many things in Evangelion we just don't have an answer for because it, the point of it was to be up for debate. Now we it, now, admittedly, we experienced this game when we were young. We were impressionable. Yes, we hadn't we haven't we hadn't seen a whole lot of humanity's creative spirit. So obviously, it's going to have a big effect on us. But it's still, it's a good, but, fun thing. But thank God it was one of our first exposures yes. to humanity's creatives because it is, it, it stands. I really think it does. Like and, you can um, really, you, look, you can tell when somebody has a pa- project they're passionate about 
and one that they're just trying to get through and trying to get done with. This is obviously the former. This is absolutely, um, and it, it's it, it, it's just another one of those things where, uh, <clears throat> I'm not the first one to say this, a lot of people say this, uh, the 1990s in Japan was the, was the Wild West of video games. They mm-hmm. were willing to take risks, um, <clears throat> and I... I, it is a shame I, if this were a just world, Xenogears HD would be a thing. If this were a just world, um, absolutely. Uh, I I can't recommend it enough. I can't. I know we spoiled it for you, mm-hmm. but we didn't. We really There's, didn't. I mean, you get a gear very early on. You get to play with it. You get to punch a dinosaur with it. Save your girlfriend from a dinosaur by punching it with a giant robot. And it's just <laughs> into ex- the th- all the things we told you to experience it by playing it firsthand. Mm-hmm. It will be different. I, I, you you can know what's coming, and it still will emotionally impact you. It, it's just a great, great game. Like the reason we had to do this podcast over a series of God more than ten. <laughs> oh, is this is this episode 12? 12, 12, 13. Yeah. Oh wow, we ended on thirteen. It's that's uh, wicked. Yeah. Uh, it's like the writing staff throws a bunch of plot at you from different points of view from different points in time throughout the game so it's like and it, it, you know there's, there's that thing in fiction where you don't want your audience to know to arrive at an obvious conclusion before the main character like 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 in a detective not novel you like fair trade like fair play is like a thing right like, like oh well you have to be able to figure out who the murderer is but I uh, uh, but with this, like you, you do know more than the player, but you're still lacking something. So you don't know how the where the game's going, and you're still always, at least on some level, learning alongside Faye what's going on. You're putting more pieces together mm-hmm. because you've seen the opening cutscene. Nobody else has. That's and remember in episode one we mentioned how important that is that you see the entire saga of the Eldritch. Mm-hmm. You know as much as the people on the Eldritch knew mm-hmm. by the time you play this game. And I think it's beautiful that you're playing in an RPG and you'll get 70 hours into this RPG never knowing why the opening cutscene is a spaceship crashing. Mm-hmm. I think that's just brilliant. Like, and I then love you get it. Like, very, pretty early in the game when Bart and Faye first meet up, the fir- one of the first things they see is like, that arrangement of skulls where humans just kind of show up on this planet. And it's just such a, it, it's so nuanced. It's so like, no one's like, looky here, what does this mean? It, it's just a little thing you see on a shelf in an old guy's house. It's like a curiosity. It's like background element, but it it, yeah. makes, it, it clicks with that opening cutscene immediately if you're thinking about it. Yeah, it, it's just. At, it, at all. <laughs> it's, um, I think what we're trying to tell you is this is the thinking man's RPG. Yeah. They, um. Like, there's no point where you're like, oh, come on, guys. They're obviously planning to use the geisha key to expedite the core competencies <laughs> of the anti-type, <laughs> but they are interfering with him. <laughs> and it's um, and another thing is the clues you get in this game never feel cheap. All these, yeah. pro, all these pr- proper nouns, proper they nouns. never feel cheap. Um, it always, because the game does really good. If, it really makes you feel like there's going to be something at the end of this. That pays off, and, and it does. There's walrus pirates, there's sand pirates, there's gladiators, wacky hijinks. You can call yourself the... You can give yourself a cool kung fu fighting name, like the mm-hmm. dragon slaying slacker, or uh-huh. the the punching love man, or whatever. I don't know. And uh, You can get fat, you can get drunk, you can breathe fire. I think uh, what we're all agreed on, the most important element of this game, Big Joe. Big Joe. Big Joe. 
Elvis impersonator from be- from from beyond time. <laughs> <laughs> from beyond time, baby. Um, so uh, I, I I guess all that's left to say is run, run to the end of the world. Run to the <laughs> run to the end of the world. <laughs> um. So this concludes the longest series that Don Rum has ever done so far. Uh, give this one thousand likes. Get us to 1,000 likes, and I will quit my job and play Xenosaga uh, uh, 1 through 3, and we'll Jesus be able to Christ. give you... <laughs> we'll be able to give you... you uh, uh, another Another uh, saga just like this. Um, and uh, so a- at the end, uh, we, of course, have uh, joined Rally Networks, the Rally Network of Podcasts, and we always want to uh, sort of give a shout-out to, you know... You know, uh, growing up in uh, Southern Indiana, you really you take care of the boys, right? So, uh, got a buddy Keegan who does uh, the framework of tomorrow, and uh, we've been mentioning this on our Zeno Gears podcast because it kind of relates. Um, uh, Keegan takes patterns and types and symbols that he sees in history, and uh, he offers that to you, the listener as a possible patchwork for what will happen tomorrow. It's very interesting. Um, it is a much more intellectual podcast than this one because <laughs> we we pretend that we're uh, spouting ideologies to you, but really... Um, we're just kind of like jabbing our draws. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the uh, less sight Nazuki, more Big Joe, I suppose. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be I'm, I'm gonna be flinging golf balls into the Ohio River <laughs> later today. <laughs> Um, bow fishing, brother. <laughs> We're going yeah. bow fishing. But uh, yeah, so uh, absolutely give Keegan a listen. That is a framework of tomorrow. And uh, as always, uh, please, uh, if you want more of this, which we love to give you more, let us know that you're liking it with a like. Um, subscribe. Uh, click the bell. Your phone will tell you when there's more Donnerom to be had. And uh, guys, mostly just share this out. Share this so we get to a thousand likes. I will quit my gainful employment. I will. I will <laughs> march up to my wife and I will say, "Listen, lady, the people have spoken, and I need to play Zeno Saga on a PlayStation Two on a camera for people I've never met on the internet." Adrian, I've got to do the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... So, guys, please. Please put the strain on my marriage, <laughs> please. Um, but yeah, uh, share this out, please. Get the word out, because um, we we want to reach more people. Even more important than growing as a podcast, we want the message of video games as the most important art form of the 20th <laughs> or any other century to be uh, to be out there. And uh, stay safe, everyone. Mm-hmm.